Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. The brain controls the body. That's why they say mind over matter. Great all exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreAllDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You are now tuned in to the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. What is that? That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is how and why the best performers create their own pressure. We will get to, of course, as usual, explaining why this is the topic here today and what to do with it in a moment. But first of all, let me remind everybody or inform you that I have a daily motivation text message. Yes, daily. And yes, motivation every single day that I send out to everyone who is in my texting community. You can get in my texting community for free. Yes, you can get it for free. Let me tell you how to do it. All you got to do is text me at my number, which I'm going to give you in one second. And every morning when I send out that daily motivation text, you will get a message straight to your phone that is guaranteed. Yes, guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp and on point. So here's the number. It is 305-384-6894. So on your phone, which is in your pocket or in your hand right now, just send a text to that number. And every day when I send out the daily motivation, if you miss today's, then you'll get tomorrow's. But every 24 hours, you'll get that message roughly. And you'll be able to, even if you want, you can actually respond to one of those messages, any one of those messages, and you will be talking directly to me. I don't outsource the responses to anyone. I actually respond to people in my text community. Ask somebody who's already in it, and they will confirm this. So anyway, let's get into our topic here today. Again, how and why the best performers create their own pressure. First, let's get some definitions of the word pressure. Word pressure is defined as continuous physical force exerted on or against an object by something in contact with it. Now, that's what pressure means. And I want to tell you what kind of pressure I'm really talking about here today. This is not the negative kind of pressure that maybe causes you to be stressed out or causes you to be 25, but you look like you're 45. Not that kind of stress, not that kind of pressure. I talked about you stress in episode number 1348. Eustress is actually a real thing. A lot of people are not familiar with it. 
you're familiar with the word stress and you're familiar with distress, distress, the kind of stress that caused you to have to go to no therapy and feel all mentally beat up. You stress is stress, but is kind of the opposite form of stress. Definition of you stress is moderate or normal psychological stress interpreted as being beneficial for the experiencer. So for example, when you go to the gym and you lift weights, you know that you're putting your body under stress, but you're doing it on purpose. And you like that kind of stress because you know that stress is actually going to actually make you better. It's the kind of stress that you see as beneficial or pushing yourself to work harder at something. You know it's going to be hard during that moment when you're pushing yourself, but you are looking forward to doing it because you believe on some level that it's going to make you better. So this is the good kind of stress. Okay. So this is the kind of stress that you want. And I'm, what I'm talking about here today is how the best performers put themselves into a state of you stress more consistently than others and how they do it. So this is a good kind of stress that makes you better in the long run. You're happy to undergo it. Let's talk about it. Point number one. Today's topic, again, is how and why the best performers create their own pressure. Number one, the top performers never wait for life to put the pressure on them. The top performers put the pressure on themselves, and in turn, they put the pressure on life. The top performers, they take the initiative and they put it on themselves. Initiative means initiate. What does initial mean? The word initial. When somebody says, put your initials on this document, what are they telling you? They're telling you put the first letter of your first and last names on this document. So taking initiative means being the one who goes first. The great thing about this kind of stress that you put on yourself is that it actually ceases to be stress because it becomes normal to you and you get used to it. So if you are not capable of, let's say, doing 10 pull-ups on a pull-up bar in the gym, but then you start doing it consistently to the point that you can do 30 pull-ups without stopping on a pull-up bar, then doing 10 pull-ups is not stressful anymore. Now, it was stressful six months ago when you couldn't do two, but now it's easy. It's almost like you're cheating yourself if you only do 10, right? Because you're used to doing 30. So this is what happens when you put yourself under stress consistently is that you condition your mind to deal with these things. If any of you have read, and you should have read, the book called Creating Wealth by Robert G. Allen, because I've mentioned it at least five times in the history of this show. And if this is the first time you heard me mention it, I'll give you an exception because maybe you're new. Go get the book. It's called Creating Wealth. It's written by Robert G. Allen. Go find it. Spell it how it sounds and read the book. Now, one of the things that he talks about is in sales because his thing was he was talking about specifically real estate. But you don't have to be in real estate to read this book because the principles apply to anyone. And he talks about how you're trying to look for a certain kind of real estate deal. And any of you who works in real estate you probably know this, that you had to go through a lot of deals and a lot of offers and a lot of properties and a lot of calls and get a lot of no's before you get to the yes, at least the yes that you want. And Robert talks about how when you start doing this and you're making those calls and you're asking and you're cold calling and all this stuff, you're going to get told no so many times that you get conditioned to deal with it. You get calloused. He doesn't use the word condition. He uses the word callous specifically. He says the nose just start rolling off your back. They don't bother you anymore. Maybe the first two or three no's bother you a lot. But when you get to about the 40th no, it doesn't bother you anymore because you've heard it so many times that you're not distressed by the feeling. All you know is that every no is getting you closer to a yes. So that person said no, or if you get them, let's move on to the next one. You discard it like you discard some old chewing gum and you move on to the next one. And that's what happens when you put yourself intentionally in the line of you stress. Again, this is the good kind of stress. So you might not like being told no, but you know it's a good kind of stress because getting you closer to somebody saying yes and you get the kind of business deal that you want to get. It's the exact same thing you do with yourself. Again, when you go to the gym, when you tell yourself, all right, it's six o'clock, I'm tired, but the alarm went off, let me get myself out of this bed. That's you stress. You get used to it to the point that now it becomes a normal way of operating. 
the people who perform at the highest levels, they just condition themselves to operate at that level all the time. That's why it seems so amazing that they're performing at that level. The thing is, they just train themselves to do it. They tell themselves, this is what I'm going to do. And then they do it so often that they start to make it look normal. And there's nothing, absolutely nothing stopping you from achieving this level of performance, except as we talked about yesterday, your lizard brain telling you that you can't or that you shouldn't or that you're not ready or that you don't feel like it and you listening to it. And the challenge is really you listening to it. It's not that it tells you that because the highest performers, their lizard brain tells them the same thing. There are great salespeople out there whose lizard brain says to them, well, you shouldn't make another call because somebody might say no, or they might hang up on you, or they might cuss you out for calling them at home, or cuss you out for calling them at work, or cuss you out for calling them again. But the best salespeople say, well, shut up, lizard brain, I'm going to make the call anyway. Whereas the worst salespeople say, oh, you know what, lizard brain, you're right, let me not make any more calls. That's the difference right there. So the best performers condition themselves to deal with what most people call distress, or they just call stress. They're usually referring to distress. But what happens is it becomes your normal mode of operation because it gets absorbed into your comfort zone. Your comfort zone is everything you're comfortable with doing and it doesn't bother you. So it doesn't bother me to make a cold call and have somebody tell me no because it's within my comfort zone. But if it's outside of your comfort zone, then you might make one call and not make any more the rest of the day. I might make that one call, get told no the same way you did, but then I'll make 10 more calls right after that. The only difference is I'm more conditioned than you are. That's why the first chapter in my book, Work On Your Game, which you all can see right here if you're watching on video. Y'all know I have a book called Work On Your Game. If you didn't, go to workonyourgamebook.com. The first chapter of this book, I'm actually going to open to the chapter so y'all know that I'm not lying. First chapter of this book is called Mental Conditioning. Why? Because this is the first step. Because it doesn't matter what skills you have and what abilities you have if you are not mentally conditioned to deal with the situations in front of you. First chapter is actually called Cardio for the Mind, but we all know what cardio means, right? Everybody knows what cardio is like running on the treadmill or jogging outside or riding your bike. Cardio for the mind is mental conditioning, conditioning yourself mentally to do the things that you need to do. The physical follows the mental. The brain controls the body. That's why they say mind over matter. So nothing that is within your comfort zone is looked at at by your brain as stress, at least not distress. Let's put it that way, simply because your brain knows that you can do it. All right. It might be challenging, but you don't look at it as distress, not a negative kind of stress because you know you can do it. You actually look forward to it. So any of you who exercises consistently, you know, when you go to the gym that the workout is going to be kind of tough, but you actually are excited for the workout because you know you can do it and you know it's going to make you better. You see it as a beneficial experience for you to go through. So you only look at things as distressful if you feel like it is something that is out of your range, outside of your capabilities or something that you simply don't want to do or that you feel like you can't do. But anything that is within your comfort zone, in other words, you've conditioned yourself to deal with it, is not stressful to you because you've done it before. In other words, as long as you continue to push yourself to step your game up, your comfort zone will expand more and more and things become easier for you to do. For example, as a young man, me and my friends, though, in Philadelphia, we used to always go out and we would go out when we were younger. Let's say before we turned 21, we would go to, well, let's just say between the ages of 17 to 22 in that range. We would first we would go to places like South Street in Philadelphia, which is a historical area in the city. Some of you might have seen it. Actually, you might have seen it recently on the news because there was some kind of shooting that happened there and it was on camera and it was it was trending on social media for a day or two. We go down to South Street and this is before social media, it's pre-social media. So we have put an ink pen in our pockets and some paper and we would just approach girls that we like and we would talk to the girls. And we would just talk to as many girls as we could. It was almost like a competition. Who can beat the most girls and get the most girls phone numbers? 
every night that we went out. Then eventually we graduated to going to clubs and doing the exact same thing in the clubs. The only difference is you had to talk over the music. And the point is, the reason I'm bringing that up is that when we first started doing it, when we were maybe 14, 15 years old, you might have a little bit of trepidation. You might see a girl who is attractive and you can tell that she might be interested in you because you're nervous talking to the girl. You might pass on the opportunity because it was distressful for us to go and approach the girl. But the more we did it, the more we got used to it, even if the girl wasn't interested, it didn't bother us anymore. It got absorbed into our comfort zone to the point that it was almost like a sport. Let's see who could talk to we just how many can I approach? Because I know if I approach enough, I'm going to meet at least a certain number that night. So it got absorbed into our comfort zone. It became you stress. All right. This is the good kind of stress that I was all right. Th- these three girls said no, but these three girls said yes. And it just gave me more opportunity to get whatever it was that I was going after and my friends as well. So this is what happens when you put yourself into these positions of you stress and you push yourself to do things that your lizard brain is telling you you shouldn't do. Your lizard brain is telling you it's a fearful thing, but it's really nothing to be afraid of. Because again, what's the worst case scenario? Somebody not interested in you. Somebody doesn't answer the phone. Somebody doesn't want to sell you their product. What's the bad part about that? What's going to happen to you? The answer is nothing. And all of these things now become within your realm of possibility and capability. So while this point alone could be the entire episode, I'm going to give you two more because I like to over deliver. Let's move on to point number two. Today's topic, once again, is how and why the best performers create their own stress. Number two, what the best performers actually do when it comes to this concept of pressure is they don't put the pressure on themselves. What they do is they put the pressure on their competitors and they put the pressure on the situation and on life to bend to their will. It's a long sentence. Let me say it again slowly. What the best performers actually do when it comes to pressure, they do not put the pressure on themselves. What they do instead. So any of you ever felt like there's pressure on you by you? Here's what you should do instead. And this is just a change in mindset. Put the pressure on your competitors or and or put the pressure on the situation or put the pressure on life itself and force those elements to bend to your desires, to bend to your will. Now, how do you do this? Is by you, first of all, doing what we talked about in point number one, conditioning yourself to perform at a certain level. And because you're conditioned to perform at that level, the circumstance starts to matter less and your decision of what you're going to do starts to matter more. That's how the best performers use pressure. They look at the circumstance and they look at themselves and their decision of what they're going to do. And their decision of what they're going to do has more weight than the circumstance has over them. The reason that the best performers are able to do this is because of, again, as I told you, what they did in point number one, they get themselves ready for this. They step their level up and their performance up in such a way that it's hard for their competitors to keep up with them. And it's hard for the situation to not bend to what they want the situation to be. The best performers bend the situation to how they want it to be. They don't allow the situation to bend them. The reason for this and the reason I can state it so plainly is because most people are average because most people are controlled by their lizard brains and we all have them. And most people actually strive to be average, believe it or not, while at the same time claiming to want to be something other than average. We could do a whole episode just on this point alone as well. I'm going to say this point again. Most people strive to be average while claiming to want to be something other than average. I know that most people strive to be average because here's how I know. Most people will never put themselves into a state of eustress voluntarily. In other words, most people do not put themselves in positions of being challenged and dealing with any level of stress, even long run beneficial stress. 
Most people just don't want to do that because that stress is, as they say, it is dressed up in overalls and it's called hard work. It's called effort and it's called energy. And a lot of people don't want to deal with that output. And that's the thing that slows a lot of people down. Most people are simply allergic to involuntary use stress. And because of their aversion to this involuntary use they can never get to the point that what we, many of us look at as quote unquote hard work, they never get to the point where the hard work becomes easy simply because they never put themselves under the use stress that would make the hard work easy tomorrow. They don't put themselves in that space. So for example, I'm recording this episode in the middle of the summer in Miami. Any of you who have, have lived in South Florida in the summertime or been in South Florida in the summertime, you know that it's kind of like the weather out here. This morning, for example, I ran this morning about six miles and the temperature in the morning. I mean, it was 3.30 in the morning when I woke up and the temperature at that time of day, you would think it'd be cool that time in the morning, right? It felt like the oven in the sauna had a baby. That's how humid it was outside. It was 80 something degrees outside at three something in the morning. And I ran this morning and I had to push myself really hard to get through the run and kind of hit the time that I wanted to hit. But I understand that the next 10K race that I run was not going to be to the fall because they don't really have races down here in Miami in the summertime, I guess, because maybe it's too humid for most people. So the next race is not till, I believe, either October or November. But the thing is, if I can condition myself to hit the numbers that I want to hit in the summer in the middle of this humidity, but then we get to November when the humidity is gone and the air is much thinner and is much easier to run because it's easier to breathe. All right. Imagine what numbers I can hit then. See, so I'm willing to put myself under the use stress today to make it very, very easy tomorrow. All of this becomes part of my comfort zone for tomorrow. Many people never do anything that they know is going to push them out of their comfort zone because the lizard brain is always trying to keep you in the comfort zone. This is why most people who need coaching don't get coaching. Simply because coaching is going to push you out of your comfort zone. It's going to put some use stress on you. And a lot of people don't want to do that. This is why most people who need to step their game up don't step their game up. This is why most people say that they know they need to do something, need to do X, Y, Z, but they never do X, Y, Z. Simply because the lizard brain is holding you back from doing it. Your conscious mind knows that you need to do it. That's how you're able to verbalize it. Dre, I know I need to be more disciplined, consistent, efficient, and productive. I hear this every single day from people. All right, why are you not doing it? What's stopping you from doing it? And usually people have some kind of answer. It usually sounds like the same thing. I just haven't been doing it. I get lazy. I have a fear of failure. I hold myself back. I do it a little bit, then I stop doing it. I really don't know. I don't have a plan or a strategy for getting it done. Usually people don't say that, but that's usually the problem. It's always the same answers over and over again. Simply because people haven't grasped these concepts that I'm talking about here today on a emotional level. You understand these on a logical level. And I mean, you understood them on a logical level before I even said them. You don't understand on an emotional level, because if you did, then you would understand that appointing yourself as a person to help you figure it out clearly does not work. Right? You've had 27 years, 35 years, 46 years to do it on your own. Clearly, that ain't working. So what are you going to do? See, it's not because you're not aware of it. And it's definitely not because you're incapable. It's because you are unwilling. And that's the reason why you're not doing what you want to do. You are unwilling. And understand when I say unwilling, this is not a motivation thing. Is a strategy thing. See, when you put the right strategies in place, you don't even have to be willing. All you got to do is follow the strategy and you'll get to where you want to get to. The challenge for a bunch of you is that it's not 
what you tell yourself to do is not just you by yourself, rather, is a better way of saying it. It's not just you by yourself who's going to help you get this done. And it, what is interesting, and this could be a whole topic unto itself that is kind of unrelated to what I'm talking about here today, but it fits this point, is that the interconnectedness that we all have here today, the way that we can all connect to pretty much anyone, has actually caused more people to be more of a solo show, trying to do everything by yourself than the intended purpose of social media. I would think the intended purpose of social media was to cause people to socialize more. What happens is people have replaced in-person socializing with what you call socializing on the internet, but what really does is makes people more isolated. So people are trying to do everything by themselves without actually making real connections. And when you don't have those real connections in the form of a program, a coach, accountability partners, then your wizard brain is going to dominate your thoughts. I don't care how smart or motivated you think you are. Again, look at your own situation. You can see this in action. The best performers put themselves in uncomfortable situations on purpose, but it's you stress type of discomfort, not distress. And because of that, they're different than most everyone else. Point number three. So how do you get started with all this? Topic once again today is how the best performers, how and why the best performers put the pressure on themselves, how they control pressure and don't allow pressure to control them. A simple tool that you can use starting today. Do one thing that is out of your comfort zone every day. Can you do that? Just one thing every day, do something that's out of your comfort zone. If it's out of your comfort zone to approach a pretty girl or a guy at Starbucks and strike up a conversation, do it. It doesn't have to be a long conversation. It can be, hello, how are you? They respond. Usually people will respond and at least say hi. And then say at least one more thing. There's a conversation. Now, whether they engage with you or not is anybody's guess. But if that is, makes you uncomfortable, just thinking about what I just said, okay, that's exactly what you need to do. If it's out of your comfort zone to call someone as opposed to texting them, do it. If it's out of your comfort zone to make a selfie video and post it to your Facebook or your Instagram, do it. If it's out of your comfort zone to have a conversation that you know might be uncomfortable, because maybe you have something to say to somebody that might disappoint them, but you know you need to say it, then do it. Or if you have some conflict situation with a person that you otherwise would have ignored, maybe hope that it went away or just act like it didn't happen, and both of y'all are like that, both of you are kind of being passive with it, have the conversation. Whatever it is that's out of your comfort zone, do that. High performers can perform at a higher level simply because they get themselves used to doing things that were uncomfortable for them. But now they're easily within their range because they've done them so many times. Uh, high performance is not just some random thing. It is not some talent lottery for people. It is these people have done the work to get themselves ready to perform at that level. Now, you might not know about all the work, but the work has been done. The only difference between you and a high performance reputation is how often you are willing to deal with things that are out of your comfort zone, which in turn stretches the comfort zone. So you want the comfort zone to expand. You must do it on purpose. It expands by demand. That's how you get better and how is how you use pressure as a top performer. Let's recap today's class, which is how and why the best performers create their own pressure. Listen to episode 1348. We talked about you stress. Point number one, top performers never wait for life to put pressure on them. They take initiative. They put it on themselves. And this is you stress. This is the good kind of stress, not distress, kind of stress that breaks you down and makes you feel old. But you stress, the kind of good stress that gets you on a high vibration and makes you feel unstoppable and unbeatable because you've challenged yourself and you actually met or even exceeded the challenge. So when you condition yourself to deal with things, they become part of your comfort zone. The more you can expand that comfort zone, the higher your level of competency, the more things you can achieve. 
point number two. But the best performers actually do when it comes to pressure is not put it on themselves. What they do is they put it on their competitors, they put it on the situation, and they force those things to bend to their will. That's the reason why they're able to do this, because they follow what I just told you on point number one. They step up their level of performance in such a way that nobody can keep up with them and they force the situation to bend to what they want. The challenge for most people is that they will not do anything that will push them out of their comfort zone because it feels uncomfortable. All right, that's the very point of the comfort zone's existence. That's the very point of the lizard brain. The lizard brain's job is to keep you in your comfort zone, doing things that make you feel good and that you are okay with and that you know exactly what's going to happen. The challenge with that is for you to expand in life, you need to throw those away and leave them behind. This is why many people say they need to do X, but they never actually do X, not because they're not conscious of X. They're talking about it. So clearly you're conscious of it is that your lizard brain is slowing you down from doing it because it's going to be uncomfortable for you to do whatever it takes to achieve X. The best performers do these things because they do them on purpose, not because they're a harder worker or more motivated, or more talented than everyone else. Point number three, how to get started with this is simply. Resolve to do one thing every single day that pushes you out of your comfort zone. It does not have to be some big life-changing thing. If it's uncomfortable for you to strike up a conversation with a stranger, do it. If it's uncomfortable to make a phone call as opposed to sending a text message, do that. If it's uncomfortable to post on your social media to start building your brand, getting the word out about your business, do that. High performers perform at a high level because they have conditioned themselves to do so, not because they are more talented than you. They might be more talented than you, which maybe gives them the confidence that they can do it. But it's nothing stopping you from doing the exact same thing. This is a decision. It is a choice. It is not a random lottery. It is not some talent. So all that said, text me to get my daily motivation for free every day to your phone. My number is 305-384-6894. And go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. That's workonyourgameuniversity.com to get into my coaching programs, to work with me one-on-one. There's a link there to schedule a call with me and to see everything that goes into my program. Again, that's workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused, and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number, 305-384-6894. Again, 305 384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone free of charge. 305-384-6894.